Welcome, welcome everybody to episode 3 of Deconstructing Topics, where we grab a topic and we deconstruct that topic like nobody can, so we're making it happen. Uh, just before I start or anything like that, uh, we're definitely going to have a fun episode, that's for sure. For some reason, I, you know, when, when, when I thought about doing this uh, episode and, and said, you know, we're going to have some fun, there's this song that keeps playing in my mind, something about... I want to have some fun, something, something, I think it's, that's like the lyric, if, if you're listening and you know the song, let me know, I don't want to spoil you myself, that I could just search it, but I know there's a lot of listeners out there that I'm pretty sure will know the song, something about I want to have some fun, something like that, so that's what we're doing right now with this episode, it's going to be very educational, it's going to be interesting, um, I also want to give shout out to you, the listeners, out there who supported me in different various platforms and we definitely going to make things happen every time that I throw a little podcast and I said episode three I think there's going to be a time because I'm throwing everything like an avalanche and I apologize in advance for those who want to keep up but you know there's a lot of stuff to talk out there a lot of topics that we need to deconstruct so so now on with the show uh, we are definitely deconstructing this topic. I'm also going to put some links to the description, uh, kind of a summary of what uh, we will be discussing uh, today. Uh, so one of the things, uh, this this topic is very endearing to me. Uh, for some reason, I remember years ago, pre-COVID time. I, you know, when I talk these days, when I say years ago, I'm going to say pre-COVID time because I think it's... There was a different time when, before COVID, there was a different time, you know, I, you know, the fact is that after the COVID, it's a lot of things have changed. Um, so, years ago, I was dabbling into some writing. Uh, I do enjoy writing. Um, it's been a while, I feel a little bit rusty, sometimes I get that writer's block. Uh, but I was doing some little research on, uh, on, on you know, how, how the mind and cognitive uh, behavior and stuff like that. And for some reason, I came across uh, the halo effect. So I came across, and basically, what is the halo effect? So I'm going to hear uh, read a little bit of this website, uh, Very Well Mind. I enjoyed it. I'm going to drop that on the link. Basically, the halo effect is a type of cognitive bias in which overall impression of a person influences how we feel and think about their character. Essentially, your overall impression of a person, he is nice, impacts your evaluation of that person's specific traits. He's also smart. Perceptions of a single trait can carry over how people perceive other aspects of that person. Interesting about that. Uh, one great example of the halo effect in action is our overall impression of celebrities. People that perceive them as attractive, successful, and often likable, those same people also tend to see them as intelligent, kind, and funny. The halo effect also sometimes refer as to the physical attractiveness stereotype. In essence, what is beautiful is also good. So to give you an idea before we get on to the to how this topic and how did the halo effect uh, basically uh, it applies to everyday 
life and it applies especially in politics advertising marketing and so on so a halo i just want to specify here a halo uh based on the uh, dictionary is a disc or a circle of light shown surrounding or above the head of a saint or a holy person to represent their holiness so basically if you know for those people um that are in that are Christian. So basically, when you go to church, uh, you see uh, a saint, let's say Saint Saint Peter or something to that effect, and then there's like a halo, a little circle that's on top of them, and then basically, what that shows is that this person is pure, good, and so and so forth. Uh, we see this, you know, we see this. Uh, I, I've seen this many times. Uh, I remember an example of. Uh, there was a kid here in the Bronx, um, you know, and I hate to say some sad news that unfortunately was, uh, you know, killed. And it was uh murder of the Lisandro Junior Guzman, for those who remember that. It was a sad story. And I remember where they would have these, uh, the shirts with his image, and they would put a halo around his head, basically. You know, uh, a lot of per people perceive him as an innocent kid. Uh, a lot of people and celebrities and, and so on. And the most notorious, I think, example of that, it's uh, they put a halo in uh, top of uh, Tom Brady's head, you know, the football player, a former football player who won God knows how many Super Bowl. So for some reason, he gets the halo effect. You're going to see a lot of Jets fans and a lot of Miami Dolphins fans out there that not do not like that at all. How they perceive Tom Brady. Hey, I'm a Giants fan, so we beat them twice in the Super Bowl. It don't matter to me. But you get the gist, and I just want to give a shout-out to also a couple of people uh, because this is something that I've discussed uh, you know, previously, years ago, and I want to give a shout-out to two people. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know who you are, uh, and one of them would be that I remember when I was talking to this individual, they were... Uh, studying uh, psychology in college and uh, she was familiar with the uh, halo effect so we had like a little uh, mini interesting conversation about it um, and recently uh, sister in arms uh, we had this discussion and I believe she said something that you, you, you go far attractiveness you could you know you could you go deeper and farther in life uh, when you're attractive something to that effect uh, interesting perception indeed so how how the halo effect comes into politics? And there's some studies out there that people use a couple of examples. Uh, primary, they used the 1960 presidential election between John F. Kennedy and Richard uh, Richard Nixon. Uh, basically, it was the first, my understanding, it was the first televised presidential debate. Um, if, if, if you're familiar, um, the perception would be and what they described John F. Kennedy being an attractive uh, versus Richard Nixon being an unattractive. And some people, there's a little bit debate on whether if John F. Kennedy actually won because of his look. Um, one of the things is that they, they did the debate on the radio. And it, it, you know, supposedly, if you listen to the debate on the radio, Richard Nixon might have the upper hand. Once they played the the debate on TV, once that people see John F. Kennedy, all oh, this uh, uh, beautiful man that's out there. So people started changing their perception, like, okay, he's, you know, he's, he's you know, beautiful man, he's smart, so he must be nice. 
and it, that's when it changes your cognitive behavior towards how you see somebody. It's not interesting how this plays out. Um, obviously, some people might have said, well, you know, there's other factors in terms of him winning the uh, election. But it's out there. And, and I do remember in, in, in 1992 presidential election between Bill Clinton and George H. Bush. Um, I remember when the media... Because it's easy. I mean, look, listen, you, you know, we're going to throw some links. If you look at the picture of, of of Bill Clinton, let's say, versus George Bush, which was probably like 20 years older or so on. You know, it's, 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 you would ask, you know, that question and who's more attractive? You know, people will definitely lean towards Bill Clinton. So I remember the media uh, would say something to the effect like, oh, look, uh, Bill Clinton uh, you know, besides that, he plays the saxophone. I remember he did that saxophone thing in the Arsenio Hall, do, 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 whatever. You know, he was gaining, you know, I think he was pandering, but hey, hey, that's just me here. Um, but he did play the saxophone. Let me not take that away from him. But they will parade him like, okay, like, look at this handsome man. And, and, and it, people started changing their perception. You know, they were like, okay, and he's also nice. Oh, he seems smart, you know. Oh, yeah, he went to this university, and you know, I think he went to Cambridge, or Oxford, or something to that effect. So it plays out, but again, it, it, it's that image of that attractiveness, and it plays out a lot to politics and a lot of things. And I was explaining to people you know, prior to me doing these podcasts years ago in regards to the halo effect, let's just say that I'm a businessman, and I come up with a product. I come with this... Uh, hamburger and and, and and I the ingredients of that hamburger is probably like the worst ingredients that could probably kill you and so on and for some reason I my belief is like hey it tastes good I throw it out there in the market people get sick and so on and I'm like oh my god what's going on people are not buying my burgers and so on and I could just be like you know what let me scratch that I lost money or I could do a little kind of slimy thing that I'm pretty sure that many people in the advertisement world would do. Is that I'm going to, you know what? I'm not going to lose our money. What I'm going to do, I'm going to hire the most attractive person that's out there in Hollywood or, or whatever it is. Nicest, you know, person that I could think of. All that combination and I'm going to have them do my advertising. And I would guarantee that if I was to do that, it would change your perception of my product. Versus, let's say, I get someone that's not attractive, that is known not to be good, mean-spirited. If that person I hired and did my, uh, you know, beautiful, nice hamburger, flavorful, that's just me. That's what I'm thinking. But if I hire that person, people are going to say, well, you see? So that's why I shouldn't buy that hamburger. So you see how the halo effect, not just in advertisement and politics, but in many ways. Uh, I remember seeing like, um, I cannot say, uh, it was uh, these commercials in you know in the nineteen fifties, the cigarette commercial. You see these white men, they they promoting a product, cigarettes, which you already know, cigarettes not a good thing for your health. Just FYI, but um, you see these individuals there. With these jaw lines, like they they have these jaw lines, like you know their face, these jaw lines like straight sharp, like they could just cut a cake or cut a a, a pizza, like choo choo, 
you know, and they always have this image. If if it was other people that perhaps was not attractive, then it would change our perception on, on, on the product in itself. Oh, you know what? Good looking person, bad product, but it's good. So I'm going to lean towards, you know what? Because they smoked it or they took it because of their looks or attractiveness, then I'm going to gravitate to that. And obviously because of that, then people are going to think like this person have positive traits. That means that they're good. That means that they're trustworthy. Um, I was having a conversation in regards to this, and we could, you know, we could, we could flip, we could flip the side, and we could flip the script. There are times that in Hollywood, you know, I guess it's an inside thing where they would say something like, "Oh, I'm gonna hire a nanny," and if you hire that nanny, the nanny is looking like Joe, wow, like a model that just came out of the pictures of the models, and you say to yourself, "But why?" Well, let's say if that person interview and they were smart, articulate, and so on, but they were attractive, then your traits, you would think like, oh, I guess this is the perfect person. And the other side, a smart person would say, you know what, we're going to hire the best nanny that we can based on experience and other factors instead of that, of the attractiveness and how beautiful that person is. But it tends to happen. So, and it's one of those things that I know why people make certain decisions based on that and the attractiveness the attractiveness of that person and the history and the history of the halo effect and I'll be linking again once again I'll be linking some uh, links for one to go and do their little research psychologist Edward Thorndike hopefully I'm saying the right we're in the 1920 did a little experiment there in the army where basically he would attach one's physique to their what people perceived them and in the top three would be like uh, physique with intelligence physique with leadership and physique with character basically saying this person's physique and so on they were perceived that they were good leaders they were perceived to be smart uh, good character and so on and so forth so definitely that's how they start Playing with your emotions, with your mind, the cognitive uh, aspect of things of the mind is that once you do that and you put someone in front of you uh, that has a certain physique and certain characters, it definitely would would uh, change your perception. And you would think, and again, it doesn't mean that that person is good. Hey, listen, uh, my understanding, and this is another topic in regards to definitely very interesting. So physical attractiveness stereotype on the... Uh, uh, Halo effect. Attractive people are perceived to be smarter, funny, and more likable than less attractive people. Um, and I do remember, uh, how can I say that, in the, during the 2008, once again, in terms of politics, in 2008, uh, Barack Obama, uh, you know, good looking, very articulate, and so on. And again, it changes your perception. Your assumption also would be that, that I could trust this person and so on. But again, that your perception and your assumption or whatever it is. And listen, it doesn't mean that that's what it is because we've heard stories of, you know, individuals who have done wrong things in life and people thought, well, you know, they were funny and, and smart and I would have never thought they would do that. So it's one of those things. So just be careful. And every time that you see the media pushing a politician or in front of you who's good looking, smart, likable 
and all that. And I always say to myself, be careful with that. Take those with a grain of salt. Because I would say when it comes to that situation and, and those individuals that are being pushed and pushed by a certain look. I was explaining to also uh, to a couple of people. A perfect example would be um, a couple of uh, Congress ladies out there. Uh, Alejandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and Marjorie Taylor Green, uh, MTG, where I, which, which I call them the naughty buddies. I'm sorry <laughs> if I offended anyone who liked those individuals. But I, I just think that they just plant. But that's another conversation. Um, but if you put them in front of their surrounding, then they, people around them are going to gravitate. Um, you know, they both have a certain attractiveness on their own. Uh, they both like, likable on their own and so on. And that's why we will gravitate and, and fight for these individuals and put them in office. So just be careful out there any given time that they put somebody in front of you. As a one great white man would say in regards to anyone who's been put in front of you with all that nonsense that I just talked to you about, one great white man would say, Yes, indeed, don't believe the hype. This was a little uh, short, little fun topic here. Um, I definitely going to continue to do more. Once again, I appreciate the effort, the, all all that support that people have shown in regards to my podcast because we always deconstructing topics. And like I said, as that was uh, Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. Don't believe the hype. I'll throw that in that link because that's a great line. Don't believe the hype. Folks, don't believe the hype sometimes. Well, I enjoyed this. Thank you for listening because... As I always say, let's make it happen. I'm out. Peace.